How's everybody doing? Are you guys ready? All right, we're going to we're going to just spend a minute in prayer, and then we're going to go right into this. But I want to introduce to you, this is Randy Scott, Pastor Randy Scott with Infuse. And uh, this is the guy that actually brought Eddie James in here. So uh, we get to give uh, this guy the credit. And we are honored. We're so honored to have Eddie James and his team here. We're honored to have Randy, Pastor Randy Scott here as well, who is just a father pastor to this entire region. Uh, amazing man of God. And so we're so blessed. I'm going to actually have Randy just uh, kick this thing off with prayer. Is that all right? Father, we just love you. Lord, we're asking for your spirit just to come in a mighty way. Lord, I'm just expecting this a powerful night. Spirit, you've never let us down. Holy Spirit, you're awesome. You're amazing. And I just pray that whatever the need might be in anybody's life tonight, that it will be touched, changed, and they'll be transformed by the power of God. Lord, we just want to come together in unity to seek your face. Lord, we want to honor you. We want to bless you. We want to worship you. We want to adore you. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to just uh, experience the ministry of Eddie James Ministries. We thank you for these young people, their lives that have been changed, the power of God that has transformed them. We thank you for a man of God like Eddie who was sacrificed to lay down his life to be a spiritual father and in many cases a pseudo-father to many young people around this nation. Lord, we thank you for his heart to raise up a generation and empower them to, uh, to really be used for the kingdom of God. And so we just ask that your blessing upon the, uh, all the service tonight. And we give you the honor in advance. We give you the glory. And we just have high expectations. So we praise you with a whole heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn it over to Eddie James. Come on. Just get excited tonight. Don't hold back. Cut loose. Come on. Mighty man of God. Great God. Hallelujah. Well, how many Jesus lovers do we have in the house tonight? Come on. It's awesome. Amen. Glad to be at The Rock Church. Thank you so much for hosting us. You have been amazing. Give about three or four people a high five and tell them it's good to see you. Tell them it's good to see you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Awesome. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Amen. Take your seat for just a second. Amen. You won't be there too long. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you help me appreciate Pastor Randy Scott for helping to organize this time? Come on, help me appreciate him, amen? Him and his family. Pastor, I had it. Pastor Mike, thank you. Church, I am so sorry. It is not a good thing to not know the senior pastor of the house name. Pastor Mike, can you help me celebrate this amazing man of God? Come on, help me appreciate him. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, Pastor. Amen. For those of you all who are just getting acquainted with us, God is giving Eddie James Ministries an amazing journey, an amazing season of release of ministry and, and uh, worship. And we do that with uh, high school and college age youth music and performing arts program that we have. And uh, so tonight you're going to hear some awesome singing, some, you're going to see some dance and some spoken word declarations. And this is going to be a great night of young people releasing their heart to the Lord. But along with that, we have a ministry called Dream Life. Everybody say Dream Life. And that is the ministry where high school and college age youth come to us to find the Lord, but they're coming from drug addiction and street life and gangs and violence, and perverse lifestyles of all kinds. And for many of them to sustain victory, they need a different environment to live in. And God has opened up our hearts and our homes and our ministry. We have nearly 100 young people who live with us full time. And many of them have come as a result of our Dream Life ministry. We have about 40 to 45 that are here tonight to testify that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. If you believe there's freedom in Jesus, shout hallelujah. Uh, we share this one because there may be some mothers, some fathers. You're here tonight and, and you believe in God for the salvation of your children. You're praying for the Lord to bring them out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Out of bondage and into freedom. And over the course of our time tonight, you're going to hear a couple of stories, some testimonies of God's chain-breaking and yoke-destroying power. And as you are hearing that tonight, I want every mother and every father that's believing for your children, I want your heart to be encouraged and your spirit to be filled with faith that if God can do it for us, I believe that your house is marked for God's glory and power to be released into your life. And I want you to believe tonight that your whole house shall be saved. Come on, believe that. Amen. Hallelujah. And the second reason why we share our heart with you and we release the kind of ministry that we release is that there might be somebody who's come here tonight and you need God to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. You know God created you for better. You know God created you for more. There's way more to your life than how you're living it right now. And the enemy would love for you to believe the lie that life will always be the way it currently is. That you'll always have this issue, always have this challenge, and always be dealing with this, dealing with this bondage that's in your life. But I love the word of the Lord because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. Yeah. Amen. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. He still heals. He still delivers. He still breaks chains. He still sets the captives free. Oh, hallelujah. He gives beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Is there anybody tonight that believes that your God can do anything? Do you believe that we serve a God of miracles? that with God all things are possible 
And tonight, I want you to believe that you can leave here different. You can leave here transformed. That tonight could be a turnaround for you, a breakthrough for you. As you are receiving of what the Lord is releasing through those who are with me tonight, just be encouraged and have your heart open to receive the grace and love of Jesus Christ because he did not set this moment up to entertain you. He set this moment up so that you can be loved by him and transformed by that power that he's releasing tonight. Amen. Give God a praise if you believe that. Amen. I want to jump into our time together. I want to jump into this time doing something that's kind of one of my favorite things to do. And that is to sing the word of the Lord over you. Uh, over the course of 16 years of rescuing young people, I've had people come into the ministry who could not read. And I have asked the Lord for creative ways to help our young people especially those who are challenged with reading, how to get the word of the Lord in them. Because we know that the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We know that we have the word in our hearts that we might not sin against him. We know all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. We know we have to have his word in order to walk out Christian faith. If you believe that, shout amen. But how do we get the word of the Lord in someone when they're having a difficulty reading it for themselves? And so I figured this. I said if, if Little Wayne or Jay-Z, all of these, whoever is the popular ones out today, can fill culture with lyrics and rhythms, and the lyrics are dark and the lyrics are unhealthy, but our young people can quote all of them. How much more can we take the Bible, put it to music, and help our young people be able to memorize the word of the Lord? Amen? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So we're going to sing a few songs that are from the word, kind of creative, and uh, we're going to make it pretty uh, fun tonight. We're going to sing Psalm 8 that says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And then we're going to sing Psalm 23. It's a favorite. Many of us have heard this scripture before. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, I think the words will be on the screen, but if not, you can go to your Bible. Uh, go to the King James Version. <laughs> if you don't read King James, you're not going to heaven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I grew, up, I grew up with a pastor who preached from that, and so I do a lot of memorization from it, but I read all kinds of versions and translations. I love his word. But we're going to sing uh, from the King James Version, so if you want to read along as we sing or sing along, and it'll be great. We're going to have a good time. Are you ready? I'm excited. How about you? Amen. Here we go. Thank you. 
Jesus, thou attain strength because of thine enemies. Mighty shield, the enemy in the future. Yeah, I consider the heavens and the work of thy fingers. The moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. that thou art mindful of him and the son of man, that thou fearest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angel.
ventures and he, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul and he leads me in paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. No evil, oh, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies.
Mark 12, 32. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. Romans 3, 30. Seeing it is one God, which shall justify the circumcision by faith, in uncircumcision through faith. There is only one God who is manifested in three. And in Jesus Christ the King dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, these three are one. Yahweh, Jehovah, Yeshua, besides this God, there is none. 1 Corinthians 8, 6. But to us, there's but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. 
Ephesians 4, 6, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. 1 Timothy 2, 5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. There is only one God who is manifested in three. In Jesus Christ, the King, dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, these three are one. Yahweh, Jehovah, Yeshua, besides this God, there is none. James 2, 19. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Zechariah 14, 9. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord, and his name one. There is only one God who is manifested in three. In Jesus Christ the King, does the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, these three are one. Yahweh, Jehovah, Yeshua, besides this God, there is none. Mark 12, 29, and Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Ephesians 4, 5, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. 1 John 5, 7, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. There is only one God who is manifested in three. In Jesus Christ the King. Fullness of the Godhead bodily. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. These three are one. Yahweh, Jehovah, Yeshua. Besides this God, there is none. Hello, my name is Seth. I'm 20 years old from Phoenix, Arizona. And just starting out my story, my mother was a prostitute, my father was a drug addict. And because of this lifestyle, I was thrown into a foster home at a very young age. And from there, I was abused mentally, I was abused physically, and I was abused sexually, which has led me down a path of fear, anxiety, and just a loss of identity. But my God is so much greater than that. He took all my burdens and all my sins onto the cross. And now that I am free, and I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. How you guys doing? I'm Terrell, and I started with um, a split family. Uh, I used to go visit my dad, and he was dealing with the street life, um, gang banging, selling drugs, you could just name it. And he tried to teach me these things at a young age. And it brought a lot of um, confusion in my life. Um, and I got older, I got older, I got a job, um, and my boss molested me, and that bring more confusion on my, you know, my mind. And I just start, you know, just, you know, just giving up on life. And I start giving my way um, to men, start selling my body to men. And it even got darker where I start giving my mind to Satan. I gave my life to witchcraft, and um, I can tell you, I'm free from all of that. I'm free from drugs, I'm free from witchcraft, I'm free from it all. 
and I can stand here and honestly say um, I'm in love with Jesus. How you guys doing, man? My name is Peter Finelli. I'm 24 years old. I was born in Lexington, Kentucky. Starting off my story, my mother was an alcoholic when I was born, so I was born premature. Now at the age of seven years old, I started asking questions about what is God. Now my mother, she's a very godly lady, but however, I have an older brother that uses, he has, he's extremely intelligent, but he uses his intelligence for the wrong reasons. He taught me that God did not exist. So from the age of seven years old, I became a devout atheist. I absolutely believed that there was no such thing as a God. Growing up around the age of 14, because I had this void inside my heart, I started getting things such as alcohol and marijuana, and I fell in love with marijuana. It became a, it became a medication, a healing for the void that was inside of me. And I started using it heavily. Now, 19 years old, fast forwarding, I fell in love with a girl and decided we were going to go on vacation to New Orleans, Louisiana, to see her family down there. Now, I bring up my mother for a very strong reason because my mother, she was a very strong lady and an amazing lady, but she was also very sick from a prior alcoholism. She had cirrhosis of the liver, pancreatitis, COPD, forced cancer, artificial artery, diabetes, and the list goes on. But however, her famous saying was she's tougher than a minus muffler. So at the age of 19, I went on vacation, and when I left the house for the first time ever, my mother went into a diabetic coma. She laid there that whole night. She laid there the whole next day, and the next night, and that following morning, they found her on the ground unconscious and called me up and told me that I needed to get back to Kentucky. When I walked into the hospital room, the doctor approached me, and he told me that my mother had 0% brain activity, and he faced me with the decision to take my mother off of life support, and at the age of 19 years old, I made that decision. The following day, I'm sitting at my house, and the electric goes off, and the bank forecloses on the trailer that we live in, and I was left homeless immediately. I absolutely had no sense of direction or what to do. I would cry myself to sleep at night in the freezing cold of my car and think, what is life? But I decided I needed to get myself together. Now, when I got myself together, I started working at a dealership, but I ended up making extremely amounts of money. I ended up having everything I had, but again, the void that I had and the trauma that I had, and you amplify that with the money that I had, I was only going to use it on nothing but drugs. I started getting into things like cocaine. From cocaine, I got into cooking my own crack, and from cooking my own crack, I started making my own methamphetamines to use. I was 78 pounds on February 28th one morning. It was 32 degrees when I decided I was going to kill myself. I got tired of sleeping under bridges, and I got tired of laying inside of slides. And I stepped into oncoming traffic. And cops stopped me, swerved around, and took me to the hospital. And at the hospital, the doctors told me that I had the, uh, my body ate 100% of its muscle mass, and it was starting to begin to eat my organs, and I needed to get help immediately. I was going to die. But that wasn't God's plan. They decided as a devout atheist, they sent me to a faith-based rehab. Now at this faith-based rehab, I ended up finding God and finding Jesus Christ. And the, and the things that happened to me in the following you know, seasons of that life led me up to here. I used to lay under bridges and cry myself to sleep every night. Exactly four days, about a week ago, I hit one year sober. Now I get to tour the world. About a month ago, we just got back from Israel. I toured the world, and I get to tell my story, and I'm just here to tell you if he can do it for a hopeless drug addict, a crackhead, a meth addict, he can do it for you, man. That's really all I got. I love you guys so much. Thank you. In our nation, drug overdose is the number one killer of our young people. It is said that some 80% of America is using drugs in some form. That with a list of other things we're seeing such a challenge 
today, the, div div the divide, the, the anger, the animosity. Can I tell you what the answer is? The answer is the good news of Jesus Christ. It's the gospel. It is time that we spread that news. I'm going to say it again. The answer is the good news. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's time that we spread that news. Paul said in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. What is the gospel? What is this good news? The good news is that God loved us so much that he sent his son in the person of Jesus Christ, wrapped himself in flesh. God with us, Emmanuel, the word made flesh. He came and dwelt among us, and he went to this place where we call Calvary. He was nailed to a tree, nailed by his hands and his feet. And in that position, he took on our sin. He became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. He was crucified on Calvary. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. He descended into hell and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And then he rose on the third day with all power in his hand. And he is seated upon the throne. He, has, he is king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. And that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is at the Rock Church right now. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is sitting on your roll right now. That same spirit hallelujah that raised Jesus from the dead will raise you out of anxiety and raise you out of fear and raise you out of depression and raise you out of addiction and raise you out of hopelessness is anybody in the room is there anybody here tonight that's grateful for the gospel of Jesus Christ if you've been redeemed let the redeemed of the Lord say so if you've been washed in the blood of the lamb if you are grateful for the the cross I want those who are glad to be born again to lift up a sound of worship in this room tonight if you're grateful hallelujah for the good news of Jesus I am healed because of the gospel I am free because of the gospel I am saved because of the gospel of Jesus Christ A.W. Tozer teaches us in his book called The Knowledge of the Holy that the most important thing a Christian can do is to think rightly about God. God, in Genesis 1 and 1, God in Hebrew means Elohim, which is a reference to God's power and might. And Malachi 1 and 6, Lord in Hebrew is Adonai, which is a reference to the Lordship of God. In Exodus 15 and 26, he's Jehovah Rapha, which means he's our healer. In Genesis 22, 13 through 14, he's Jehovah Jireh, which means he's the Lord, our provider. In Judges 6 and 24, he's Jehovah Shalom, which means he's the Lord, our peace. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. We're made by him, and without him, was not anything made. He that hath made us, 
Come on, put your hands together like this. Come on.
breakthrough in my worship, breakthrough in my praise, breakthrough when I lift and glorify your name, breakthrough when I dance, breakthrough when I shout, you are the God, you are the God of the breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my mind, breakthrough in my spirit, breakthrough in my soul, breakthrough in my witness, breakthrough in my struggle.
us. I want you to repeat after me. Repeat after me. I want you to look at somebody on your right, on your left. Tell them, hey neighbor. Say, hey neighbor. Hey neighbor. Say it with some real Holy Ghost. Say, hey neighbor. I believe tonight there's a miracle with your name on it. Look at your other neighbor and say, other neighbor, I believe that you should have faith for a breakthrough right now. Now look at one more neighbor and say, neighbor, activate your faith with a praise. Now do that right now. Activate your faith. Activate your faith. Activate your faith. And when you open up your mouth, the darkness flees. Do you know that there's power in your praise? There's power in your worship. So one more time, activate your faith with a praise right now. Come on, lift up your shout. Lift up your praise. Come on, y'all. Hands up. Hands up. Come on, come on, and bless him. Come on, here we go. Come on. 
you, God. Yes, Lord. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on, sing that out. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on, let's lift them up. Just focus on him. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on, sing it out of your spirit. Come on, come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. I want you to think about why you bless him. Come on, come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Say strongholds are coming down. And Jesus is lifting high. Strongholds are coming down, and Jesus is lifting high. Come on, sing that with strongholds. Strongholds are coming down, Jesus. Jesus is lifting high. Come on, declare strongholds. Strongholds are coming down. Jesus is lifting high. You know, I was before service. I was just really praying and trying to see what God wanted to do in service today. And I really felt like God wanted to deal with crippling anxiety. An anxiety that has stifled you from walking into your purpose, walking into your destiny. And the verse says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety upon the Lord for he cared for you. So I don't know if that's for you or if it resonates with anybody in the room, but I just believe that's one of the main strongholds God wants to tear down tonight. So we're just going to sing that one more time. And I want you just to sing that. Speak to that spirit of anxiety. And I believe it's going to move today. Jesus. We love you, Lord. Yes, we do. Sing it. Strongholds are coming down. And Jesus is lifted high. Strongholds are coming down. Jesus is lifted high. We just focus on him. Strongholds are coming down. And Jesus is lifted high. Sing it out. Strongholds are coming down. Just lift those hands. Just receive that as you worship. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Just believe that as you lift your sound of worship, that God is moving on your behalf. God is moving, shifting things in your life. Anxiety is being released from you. Fear is being taken away. As we gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, as we gaze upon the awesomeness of our God,
song to him and sing it one more time. in the Cleveland, Tennessee area. If you're not familiar with Cleveland, Tennessee, you may be more familiar with Chattanooga or Knoxville. We're not far from those cities, but we are there as our main base. My 
have to have a deliverance service for the PA system. Huh? Come out in Jesus' name. No, I'm just kidding. No, let's give our sound crew a God bless you, man. They're doing the best they can. Thank you. We appreciate you. We really do. But our main base is in Cleveland, Tennessee. We have a base also in Georgia, in the Columbus, Georgia area. We have a base in Florida. And we have three detox centers in East Kentucky. Amen. And among these six locations, we have about 100 people whom the Lord is invading their life. The power of the Holy Spirit is moving and breaking chains that have held them captive and releasing them not only from the bondage but into the purpose and destiny that the Holy Spirit has for them. I don't want just deliverance from something. I want deliverance into, out of darkness, but into his marvelous light. Amen. For them to be brought out is one thing, but to come into your God-given purpose and assignment, that's what my passion is about. And God is doing something very extraordinary in our young people. And it's made possible because people of faith like you believe with us that this generation is worth fighting for. How many of you in Colorado would believe that? Amen. And it is my desire that you would fight the good fight of faith with us through your giving. Let the Lord speak to your heart as to how you can contribute something to help facilitate not only the current centers that we have established, but there are centers that are starting to be birthed all across America. Many people are looking to us to help bring our uh, ministry to their area. Uh, the drug crisis is so devastating and uh, so, uh, so heart-wrenching that we need more places like this established. I just believe that we should want them more than the drug dealers do. Come on, somebody say amen. We should want them more than the gangs do, more than the streets, more than the clubs, because we know why they were created. They were created to bring glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And as the body of Christ, I encourage you. This is exciting to me. You know, I have heard and, and, and believe it to be true. You know, I can stir you up with biblical scriptures that say if you give, God will give it back to you in good measure and press down and shaking together and running over and he will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive and that is true and I pray that it happens for you in ways you never imagined but what excites me about this moment is not just that God will give back to me but that this is going to help take another young person out of addiction out of the streets that our sons and daughters in America are finding hope because of what you're going to do tonight. That is way more exciting to me than anything else. And I want that to be the core of your heart that when you're sowing into this, I want you to see that you're sowing into getting someone else's son, someone else's daughter out of a bad place and them finding that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. I'm going to ask Pastor Scott to come. Put your hands together as he comes and facilitate this talk. have the opportunity to take uh, an offering. I just want to say a couple things. I can't really add too much more to the vision and the mission that Eddie has shared. 
But I can testify to the heart of the man and the fruit of his ministry. Known Eddie for many years now, and it's been an awesome privilege and honor to know him and to have him come with his young people, staying in our building. Uh, we were blessed one year. They came for a whole week at Easter. Eddie had written an Easter play, and we went out to the parks and compelled them to come in, and they built a whole set on our stage, and we did uh, four or five multiple um, services, and people's lives were touched. And I just know that there's hundreds of young people that have been transformed because of this man, the sacrifices that he makes. I've been blessed to be at the campus, the base that they have in Cleveland. I have two daughters, one sitting on the front row that both worked on the Eddie's staff, my daughter here. Got to go to Israel with Eddie last year, and her life was just touched and transformed. I've seen the fruit. I've been there. I see the vision, and these young people are testimony of what is in this man's heart. But I just want to say Eddie is a man who definitely has paid a price. Last night they drove all the way through from Arizona in vans. They didn't sleep in beds. A lot of times they're on the road. A lot of times, they're, most of the time, they're taking these young people off the streets or out of, their, um, out of really where they're at for free. They're saying, if you will commit to go after God, to come through this program, man, we'll just bless you and you can come in. And, and uh, they really just do it for free bless and it's only because of people like you and I that support him and um, so Eddie really is is a, a worship guy he's a discipler a teacher a mentor um, he's a, a, a really a spiritual father and really in many cases a pseudo father for many of these if you've already heard testimonies of kids losing their parents or coming out of the foster system and so I just want to encourage you to give tonight I want to encourage you to bless this man. He doesn't only have young people that are all over the nation, but so it's not only this part of his ministry, but he's an international ministry. And uh, because of his leading worship and the anointing on his life, um, he's gone to nations and been able to be involved in the call. And I mean, he's just, there's so many things. And they get an opportunity to go to Nic Nicaragua or Ni Nigeria. Nigeria, November 5th, to be with Daniel Kalenda. Just opportunity to millions of people, expecting three million. He takes these young people on the road. They just got back from Israel last month. They were there for a whole month, I think. Three weeks, so close. <laughs> I just want to tell you, will you just please bow your heads right now? Will you just consider letting God speak to you about how you can sow into this ministry? I think I'm after God just tells you, then I think I'll ask Mike, do, is it just they make out checks to rock, or is it all up on the... Yep. So, so yeah, we're going to be making out checks, or even giving just to, to the rock, and then they're going to bless with one check. I want God to speak to you right now. This soil is fertile. The fruit is evident. And he's being generous when he tells you not telling you that there's many more hundreds of young people that need to be in this program, but they just don't even have the funds. You can make a difference. Lord, I just ask that you would speak to us about how we can each be a blessing 
For some, it might be a sacrifice. For others, it might not. But, Lord, we're just praying that whatever you put on our hearts, Lord, that tonight we'll be able to bless EJM and these young people and the centers that is already established and the centers that are to come and the young people that are still to be a part of this ministry. I pray for all the funding, for staffing, for campuses, for bases all over this nation, that more young people in this generation will have a place, a safe place, to be healed, delivered, and transformed. Now, as he just spoke to you, just, just will you be obedient and will you prepare your offering at this moment right now? And uh, I think the ushers are here. And like I said, uh, is there any other instruction I need to get? Or do you want to? Or do, just make out the rock. Okay? Just make out checks to the rock and give. That way we appreciate it. And I wanted to say publicly, I don't even need to be up here. I told Pastor Mike I didn't even need to be a part. I just was honored to be a part, to do something together with this man and his wife. What an awesome couple. And uh, I've known Pastor JR for so many years. And just laid such an awesome foundation, but it's exciting to see what God's doing with Pastor Mike and Christy and they, their heart for you, their heart for the kingdom. And um, I just want to say thank you for opening up your doors and letting us do this together because it's an honor for me and a, just a joy. And so I just bless you and your church and thank you for, for that in Jesus' name. So bless you. Amen. Thank you so much for your heart to support this work that God has given us. And I can't say enough how much we appreciate it. If you're ever in one of the cities that we're at, please let us know. I'd love for you to stop by and, and see what God is doing uh, where we're at. One more thing that I want to share with you, and then we will uh, get back into our time of worship and ministry. Um, before I share that, uh, Pastor Scott mentioned something earlier, and I am genuinely asking you for your prayers. This is going to be one of the biggest things we have ever done. We are going November the 5th through the 11th to Nigeria. We're going to be with Daniel Kalinda, who is now taking over Reinhard Bonnke's ministry. And we're going to be in front of 3 million or more people. It will be the largest audience I've ever stood in front of at one given time. I've stood in front of about 250,000 people uh, and did a lot of events in stadiums and stuff like that. But this will be the biggest, dear God, the biggest thing I've ever done. <clears throat> and not only are we leading worship, we're going to record it live. We're doing actual live recording. And I'm just trying to imagine capturing 3 million people shouting to Jesus at one time. Well, yeah, it's going to be crazy. And so I since I'm very sincere when I say this. Uh, I need your prayers. Our, our supporters are already there. They're paying for a group of us to go. Um, God has already made the provision, and it's really awesome. I am looking for intercessors who would uh, pray for us in this journey. Uh, I, I, I don't know why I'm nervous about it, but I'm, I'm nervous about this. I'm nervous. God, help me. I am nervous looking at three million people I've never seen in my life all hollering in Jesus' name. But I know it's going to be amazing. Miracles. People are going to get out of wheelchairs and 
limbs are going to grow. The dead's going to be raised. It's going to be crazy, crazy outbreaks of God. It's going to be amazing. But if the Lord would bring it back to your remembrance, how many people would say, Brother James, we'll be praying for you in this mission journey that you'll be doing? Amen. Thank you so much. I really do sincerely mean that. I really want you to uh, join my mother who'll be praying for me <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm there in Nigeria. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Last but not least, I have uh, some awesome uh, material at our product table that I want to encourage you to pick up. And as I begin to share that, I want everyone in the room that is 12 years old and under, I want you to listen to what Eddie James has to say. If you are 12 years old and under, perhaps you would like to be 12 years old and under. We want you to listen to what I have to say, praying about God bringing you back to 12 years old and under. I want you to hear this, okay? Eddie James has fidget spinners. Now, you may already have a fidget spinner, but you don't have an Eddie James fidget spinner. The reason for that is I'm the only one who sells Eddie James fidget spinners. Well, why is that? It's because I'm Eddie James. <laughs> and I would like to give a fidget spinner away to one little boy and one little girl. So, the first little boy and the first little girl that can meet me right here, right here. Right, there's my boy and there's my girl right there. There's my boy, there's my girl. Thank you. Okay, the rest of you, go to your moms and dads and tell them to give you $5. Oh, that's so adorable. Oh. 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 I love children. Can you give all of them a God bless you? I love the children. Amen. He went and got five dollars. Okay, where's Kenzie? Honey, go hook him up. Follow her. Yeah. That is awesome. He wasted no time. Said, Faith without works is dead. Amen. All right. All right. Listen, um, how many of you enjoyed the Psalms that we did earlier tonight? Amen. Amen. As a songwriter, one of my desires long-term is to take much of the Bible and put it to music. And so I have 12 chapters of the book of Psalms put to music, and many people use this to help them memorize scripture. It's really awesome. So you listen to this. After a while, you'll be able to quote 12 chapters from first verse to the last verse of the Bible. And I want to bless somebody with this CD. It's $15. Who can I bless? All right, my sister, she wants this. Come on. Come on, amen. There you go, you're welcome. I have a series of music called God, Me, and My Piano. This is a God TV favorite, a, uh, 
M, uh, I feel say MTV. I wish it was their favorite. Uh, TBN favorite. Uh, Daystar. A lot of uh, churches have used this uh, to play before service and they go into revival. Uh, a lot of people have been healed in hospitals. Listening to this series of music got me my piano. I really never did it to make it something I saw publicly. I just did it for my supporters. But it became something that uh, people began to treasure in a much more larger way than I thought. So we packaged it and began to release it, and uh, it's become a favorite for many. So if you love to pray, if you like to drive and pray, perhaps you have a place um, in your home where you get along with the Lord and you want worship that's intimate, that will cultivate an atmosphere for your pursuit for the Lord, this will mess you up. Now, I'm not kidding. I had an encounter with God recording uh, these songs. And um, sometimes I'm singing, sometimes I'm, I'm singing prophetically, sometimes I'm snotting and crying, and <laughs> sometimes I'm, you know, singing in spirit. Uh, just, I'm just, just letting it all out. I just hit the red, the red button, hit the record button, and just went to, just went to going for it. And I'm telling you, if you want something to help facilitate a burn for God in your private time, this will do it. So, uh, one of the CDs is called Yearn, the other one is called Come. It's two CDs, two CD pack for $20. I'm going to bless somebody. All right, she stood up. Come on. Is that fur? You got on some fur? Come on, darling. That fur is awesome. Amen. Come bless her with that. Go bless her with that. Amen. All right, you're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. All right, and this is the top five that has breakthrough in here and freedom in here and house of prayer and I am and I need you and Abba, the God dance that they did. Uh, this is really some of the top classics of Eddie James Ministries, um, and uh, our latest CD is in here as well. Five CDs for $40. Who can I bless? All right, you're standing and running up to the front. Come on up. Come on up. All right. There you go. <laughs> oh, bless you. Oh, it's like a... Kenzie's gonna hook you up, okay? She's. That's just too cute. Until children will make me go broke. Come here. I love it. Okay, so we've got God and we've got Elohim t shirts. All right, come here, buddy, with the cap on. Come here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you come up here with, yeah. Now, listen, listen, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute, take it back, take it back. Hold it up. What grade are you in? Eighth? Hey, buddy, cap guy, cap guy, stand up. What grade you in? You in the 10th grade? Are you gonna wear God and Elohim at school? Will you rock it at school? You rock it at school? All right, then, cool. All right, all right. All right. 
I just want to go to their school with boldness. Yeah, I got God on my chest. What you going to say about it? <laughs> amen. We got to raise up some bold soldiers. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love it. All right. Everybody put both of your arms up like this. Put your hands like this. Shake them like this. And repeat after me. Say, no more shackles. No more chains. No more bondage. Say, I am free. Come on, jump on your feet. Let's celebrate the liberty of Jesus. No more. 
want Mercedes and Seth to come stand with me. Mercedes, why would we know Seth? Tell them what God's done in your life. Okay. Hi, my name is Mercedes. I'm 23 years old from Michigan. And growing up, my mom was addicted to drugs and I didn't know my father, so I was placed in foster care. And I live with my great aunt, and I'm the youngest of four, but we were all separated. And through the years, I went and I met some of my cousins, and I was molested by four of my female cousins, which placed a very severe a seed of confusion into my mind. So now, I'm this young, and I'm trying to figure out what is happening, and why do I have all these thoughts and these urges that I can't control or I can't tell anybody about. You know, I, I was raised in church, and I knew of God, I knew there was a God, but I didn't know God. And so um, I didn't have a relationship. And so I searched for the wrong things. I searched for the attention in the wrong areas. And I dealt with bullying, you know, I was, I was bullied a lot and I was depressed, and I was angry. And I, I thought about killing people who would hurt me. But when I was young, I had joy. God gave me a joy, God gave me a peace. And I remember him encountering him in my room. You know, I would be crying, I would be so frustrated. And this peace would just come into my room and I didn't understand what was going on, but I knew that somebody was looking out for me. Somebody was praying for me on my behalf. So by the age of 17, God just so wrecked my life, and I had an encounter with him that I will never forget. Everything else has been a process, and I'm just so enjoying the process because God is so good. And four years ago, he blessed me with my own ministry, and it's called Hype, and it stands for Helping Youth Positively Everywhere. And it's an anti-bullying platform for young people to come and tell their testimonies and bring awareness to bullying. So, yeah. Stay here. So, I kept hearing this, and I, I just, I don't know. I'm just going to tell you what I hear. This is gonna, I kept hearing this. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. And as I'm hearing this throughout the night, I'm just hearing this song that we've heard as children, many of us, and, um, and my heart is breaking for people who in this room are dealing with what we would call the orphan spirit. Where you feel either you don't have a father or the father is physically there but not there. In the house but not really in your life. And I'm not just talking to people who are young. 
you can be 50 and still have a five-year-old in you needing to know the love of the father. And these are two young, wonderful people in my life who come through foster care and I'm seeing the Lord do great things in their life. Um, and I am looking at how the Lord is releasing through them and I'm just sensing, saying, Lord, how do you want me to release this word? Because I believe that there are people in this room. Um, Jesse, I want you to get ready because you're going to come and sing about the Father. And, uh, but I believe there are people in this room that need to know the Father's love. And the Father's love in both how he affirms you and how he disciplines you. Let me tell you why this is so important. Because there's some in this room that the challenge you have in believing that you can accomplish some things is because you never had a father to not only affirm that you can do it, but show you how. So, understanding this journey and having had my father who left the house when I was in my young teenage years, I know the crippling feeling of being a certain age and don't know what it means to purchase a car or to buy a home or to even feel confident about moving forward in things in life and finding it more easy to settle for a life lesser than what Heavenly Father has for you. And so when you have the love of the Father, when you accept his love and receive his love, his word says that that love, it casts out fear. It casts out fear. I want you to repeat after me and say, God, I receive your love. Say it this way, Father, I receive your love that removes all fear. I want you to receive that because fear kept me from purpose. Fear kept me from stepping out. Fear kept me from believing that I could be successful. I was afraid of falling. I was afraid of blowing it. I was afraid of how I would be perceived. And so I would rather do something that would be lesser than what I was, had the potential of doing because I was, I was just too afraid. But when you really grasp this, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Now, I know that many of us are adults and we think we are spiritually above that. But I believe that the Lord is calling some of you to step out into some things in your life that fear is crippling you from doing that. And what you need is not necessarily somebody to take anointing oil, lay hands on you so you can roll around on the floor, speak in five different languages and get up different. That's wonderful, but what you need is a love from the Father revealed to you so that you're not afraid anymore. Even if you don't do it right. He's not going to push you aside. 
He doesn't sit on his throne, look at her. I can't believe what she, he does not like, does not like him. And we have to quit putting on the father the attributes of the people in our life. He's not an alcoholic that's going to get mad and yell at you. He's not going to beat you and be abusive to you. He's not going to ignore you and isolate from you. What child, I saw some of these doing it today, what child is struggling, trying to walk, if they put their hands up to their mother or father, that with joy you don't pick them up. With passion you don't hold them. Just like this brother right here with this baby in his hand. He's just having a good time with him. That's the father's love. I guess he's feeding him. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, that's beautiful. And though we see that and we're smiling, some of you, that's what the Father wants to do to you tonight. We have a good Father. We have a good Father. And I'm seeing things happening in Seth's life. I'm seeing things happening in Mercedes' life. By the way, I think you got some candy back there or something right there to help out with her cause. I just hate the spirit of bullying. And I think that we as a church need to do something about that. Amen. So I'm proud of her and what she's doing. I'm proud of that. She's got some candy back there. She's using to help raise support for the work that she's called to do. And as a proud papa, I want you to get you something sweet on your way out. Amen. And um, let's bring life to those who've been bullied. But I want those in this room, I don't care if you're 10, I don't care if you're 20, I don't care if you're 60 or 70 years old. You need the Father's love to heal you, to strengthen you, to encourage you, to even say, hey, this activity, we want to stop that. This behavior, we're going to stop that. This way of thinking, we're going to change that. Why? Because you're better than that. I've got plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. I've got great things for your life. And as a proud father, I want to raise you up to be all that you were created to be. Now know this, you don't have to do anything to earn his love. You can't work to get it. You have it because you're his son, you're his daughter. But because he loves you, he's going to bring out the best that's inside of you. He's going to stir you to walk in the fullness of the purpose in which you were created. Because he's a good father. So I want you one more time, put your hands on your heart. Put your hands on your heart and just sing this last part of this, this chorus that we sing. We have sang when we were children. We we're all children of the Most High God. And just sing this from the heart. Yes, Jesus. Come on, sing it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jesus loves me for the Bible Okay, now I can hear some of the brothers in the house. Hey, man, I'm, you know, a little bit too macho for this, a little bit too, too manly for this, bruh. Come on, bruh. Bruh, I ain't trying to cry like this right now, man. I'm trying to keep up a facade, you know. My woman is looking at you, man. I don't want to be looking weird. Hey, man, 
I'm 47, and I still need to know the Father's love. I don't care who you are, bro. It's okay. It's okay to let your guard down, to let your pride down, to not worry about what people look, how people view you and how you look in front of other people. In fact, it might be good for your son to see you like this. It might be good for your daughter to see you like this. In fact, it might be good for your spouse to see you like this. That you're not so much of a man that you can't be a son. <sighs> yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me for the Bible tells me so. This is going to be our altar call in our time, conclusion of our time. Jesse is going to sing the song called Abba and just sing over you the Father's love. As he's doing that, you in this room, that you need a real revelation of the love of the Father, you need to be touched with his love. I want you to find yourself, I want you to imagine a child coming up to his mother or father, and as you come towards this altar, coming to the Father, it's not just hands of surrender, it's hands that when you lift them, it causes you to understand your identity. You know that he is the one who has marked you with identity. That you are who he says you are. And as you lift your hands, you allow him to hold you, refresh you, heal you. Know tonight you can leave here free from anxiety, free from fear. And I believe that as you receive that, some of you are going to begin to do things in days to come you never dreamed you could do. Why? Because of the revelation of the love of the Father. Man, you're going to walk in some places of faith you never thought you would walk in. Why? Because you know daddy's got your back. Daddy's got your back. Daddy's got your back. Some of you are going to drop some habits that you shouldn't be having right now. The Father's going to heal you of things. So, amen. Jesse, I just want you to go forth. And those who need the Father's love in a very special, very specific way. I want you to get out of your seats and I want you to come towards this altar. Let's take the next few moments and experience the Father's love. Abba, Abba. Since I was born again, I have been grafted in, so undeserving, and yet, in spite of my sin, He loved me, and He called me His, 
Since I've been baptized, I've taken on the name of Christ. It gave me my identity, so now I'm free from every generational curse. Because of Him, it's been reversed. I am joining with Jesus, now I proclaim
we're going to officially close things down. I just feel like we'll just kind of let the let this happen up here. So maybe normally I'd want to give them a huge shout, but I think we just kind of let this be, let the Spirit do what the Spirit wants to do right now. So love you guys.